Hey, it's Selena. And this is Paul. And we are the creative team behind Bruce Fest. And we're here to invite you to join us for virtual Bruce Fest on March 24th. Featuring a masterclass on acting with Bruce Campbell himself. Interactive events, live guests, and lots of spooky surprises. And an online immersive game continuing the story of the Bruce Fest universe. Do we dare call it the Bruceiverse? <laughs> I don't think we're there yet. <laughs> yeah, no, probably not. Uh, also, we just wanted to really reach out to the community to tell you guys how much we love you and how much we appreciate your passion for Bruce Fest and also how much we miss you. Yes, we've definitely missed you a lot. We've all been wanting to get together. So this is our way of reconnecting and moving Bruce Fest into the future. Join, Join us March 24th for virtual Bruce Fest. See you there. For more information, visit brucefest.co. Brucefest is not affiliated with Smart. You are listening to a Cult Talk Network podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Cult of Campbell versus Ash versus Evil Dead. I'm Ty. I'm Earth. And today we're looking at episode six, The Killer of Killers. And what an episode it is. So... Is directed by Michael Hurst. This is the first episode he's directed. He is an alumni from Hercules and Xena. And I am ready to get into this. This is, this is a, a jam-packed episode. I really enjoyed this episode. This is 23 minutes of just pure awesomeness. So with that being said, let's get right into it. Let's get groovy. Grab your boomstick and fire up the Delta. It's time for A-C-T-I-O-N. Join the cult of Campbell. Groovy. And if you're lucky a little later, I'll let you play with my food stick. So we pick up right after we find out, basically, we pick up with Ruby and Amanda arriving at the Brujo's little compound. And we find out that they're they're not only like trailing Ash and the the gang, they're literally like two steps behind them. Yeah, they, like, they can see them. Yeah, they, on the road. And I, I don't understand why they don't just go after him. Like they pull <laughs> up and they see, you know, everything at the Brujo. And then Amanda like looks out, and you just see the car driving off. Like I don't see why they didn't. Well, just I think hop at in the that car point, that, I think at that point Ruby was inside. Oh, yeah, yeah. They already split thought, up. She thought the goat was Ash. Yeah, they already split up. There's some weird stuff. Like uh, as Ruby's going through the house, Amanda's outside looking around. We see that the evil presence POV. Um, but while uh, Ruby's in the house, there's a, a, a ghostly figure that pops up, like right behind her. Like it's some kind of like. Uh, some kind of like Grim Reaper looking thing. Right, yeah. It like pops up behind her. She turns. It goes away. We never see it again. But the evil hits the burn pile where the Brujo has been laid to rest and possesses the Brujo's skeleton. It comes after Amanda just as Ruby comes out to save the day. Again. Again. And we get some dialogue from the, the skeleton where it says that Ruby is a double crosser. So we're laying some groundwork there. So we think because... It grabs on a ruby. They tussle around. They jump into the flaming pile and it explodes. The others will never let you have the book to yourself. Yes. Yes. So we're building some, laying some groundwork for her, but 
she like explodes. Yeah, it's like it's a portal to hell or some other dimension or something like that. That makes sense. That makes sense. And Amanda really doesn't give two shits. Yeah, she's just like (laughs) she like no sells it. Jumps in the car. We see that the Ash's hand has vanished, and she just brushes that off too. She's got shit to do. I mean, you gotta catch catch a man, you know. Yeah, she speeds off, and like I said, she's only like. Five minutes behind Ash and them. Like she really oh is. God, they stopped for pancakes. Yeah, yeah. We we cut to uh the Western Moose, which is a fine little breakfast eatery, a little roadside diner. And uh the gang is enjoying some pancakes. And we're introduced to a new character, uh Lim, who is just an old friend of Ash who just happens to be in the same area and recognizes him. Who looks like basically just the most cliche right wing redneck militia member yeah we find out he's nine days he's clean. probably dabbled in meth at one point oh yeah well he's, he's nine days sober he's nine days sober he's really cleaning up his act he's uh joined a militia which he's, he's always <laughs> be stock always be stockpiling their their quota always be stockpiling <laughs> and um, they uh he tells ash hey you need to come out to my uh my compound and check out these new toys i got and he says he might take it up Finds out where it is, which I imagine will come into play later. But before all that, we get some uh, a little moment of levity between uh, the gang as Ash tells him, like, they're going to be going back to the cabin, the evil dead cabin. And he does not want uh, Pablo and Kelly to go with him. So I can't blame him. All the stuff no, went no. through there before. Everyone that Ash has ever known or loved has died in that cabin, basically. Slowly and like one by one. Yeah, he usually has to kill him at some. He usually have to, and that's what he tells him. You know, if like he has a cabin, you possess him with the behead you. It's not going to be good for anybody. But they're they're adamant. Like we're going with you. Like we're not letting you do this alone. Yeah, we've been in this fight with you for this long. I mean, why would we just? Oh, the cabin. We won't go go with you to the end. Exactly. But first, it's time to settle up on the pancakes. The bills do. Ash tell yeah. You know, uh, they tell him like, no, you said he was going to buy this. Which he denies, but he tells him to go off to the, the trailer, and he's going to take care of the bill. And we get some uh, Pablo and Kelly one-on-one time. Pablo lets her know, like, hey, when you're possessed, you were, like, in full-on bone mode. You were wanting to, to bang me. And uh, unfortunately, we find out that Pablo is in the friend zone. Poor Pablo gets friend zone. Yeah. Kelly it's, tells it's, him, you're, you're too sweet. It's very rare to make it out of the friend zone. <laughs> you're too sweet. You're too innocent. And that's where we get some uh, interesting uh, stuff between the necklace the Brujo's necklace and the Necronomicon do not like each other. Not at all. Like they're pulled towards each other. Pulled toward each other. And the Necronomicon, we see it just like it's snapping. It's trying to get a hold of the necklace. And they're just going at each other like, like two dogs. So they have to throw the Necronomicon in the locker, lock it up. All the while, Ash is uh, swooning the waitress, Nancy. Trying to string her racket. Yeah. Tells a very, very long drawn story about stringing rackets and... <laughs> How, uh, you know, he's... It'll be a week, at least double twenty two eighty nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if he just goes to the restroom with her, with him for uh, a few minutes, she'll be uh, taken care of. But we see Amanda is right there. She's, she's on their heels. She sees it all. She calls a, uh, I guess, one of her detective friends. I think it was like her boss. Yeah, her boss. He tell, she tells him like, hey, I got these guys. I got Ash. Come and get him. And he agrees to come and get him. Like, he believes her. So Ash goes into the bathroom, I believe, right? He's Which ready. was like like life hack cologne. I, yeah, I gotta give that a shot. I've never sometime. I've never seen that. So yeah, he 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 decides he he sees he's not see checks and he's not smelling so great. 
So he grabs a handful of mints, goes into the bathroom. They're like, they're like the like the cinnamon mints. Yeah, and he like crushes them into powder, puts them in the sink water, and then splashes that on. Yeah, it might work. It might work. I mean, can't knock it till you tried it. I mean, might be a cool old Ash life hack. I don't know. Somebody give that a shot. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious about if that gets any action. But uh, he's in there. We see that the evil, uh, the evil POV shot is just racing toward the the diner. He's he's waiting in the cabin. He's waiting in the bathroom, ready for Nancy to show up. But instead, Amanda Waller, Amanda Fisher shows up. And they have a little tussle in the bathroom. There they get in a little uh, scuffle, and Ash gets his head knocked into the bathroom trough, which is it's always a classy place when you know always a classy trough. place. Yeah, it's always a class. I hate using troughs. It's never a fun time. Who who wants to use a trough? Like what? When I was in I was in Berlin, and like the restrooms were unisex restrooms, and they had a trough, and it was like a gutter. It wasn't like a proper trough. It was like a gutter with the water running through it constantly. Yikes. Just people, you know, just walking by looking at your dick. There's a uh, a bar I go to in Columbus. It's called AWOL. And their bathroom is basically one room, no stalls, nothing. And it's just drains on the floor. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the whole bathroom's open. Like, you can see it from the bar. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a place I'd want to hang out. It's a very, uh, yeah, it's, it's not a great place to go. <laughs> I've only been there a couple of times. So I never use the restroom on there. But you're very aware of when someone else using the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> what if somebody has to stick his shit? I don't I don't know if there are toilets in there. I know I know like the bathroom is just like it's basically like a little like uh like a, a pin, like a little just like, shit on the grate and I spray it down. <laughs> I know it's 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 weird though. I've never used the restroom there, but it's it's a very uh it's a hole in the wall kind of place. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <coughs> enough about bathrooms <laughs> so uh, Amanda apprehends Ash takes him out and that's just when her boss shows up and there's a great little bit where he holds up the picture of Ash a little sketch of Ash and Ash like, makes the same face <laughs> in the picture as it's held side by side and it's like an identical match it's like yes. an identical match <laughs> and uh it's about this time that they're taking him away, and he tells him, like, no, you can't take me away. I'm the only one that can fight it. And we see that everything starts shaking, and the evil just comes rushing in. There's two uh, two ice skaters out front. Yeah, I think they're, like, high school ice skaters. Yeah, high school ice skaters <laughs> just hanging out front. It comes, propels them through the uh, window where it just kills them. Eating. Well, it fucks up, like, half the people. Oh, in the it room. kills everyone, yeah. Uh, the cook gets, a like, a like, a brick or some shit to the forehead. Uh, the two ice skaters get their ice blades in their head. There's some other people just get thrown around. And uh, Amanda's boss is now a deadite. And he uh, he decides he's going to square off with Ash. And Amanda, to her credit, she actually helps Ash. We get to see her actually. like. Um, yeah, she, she hasn't got that aim for the head thing yet, though. No. No, she doesn't have that. She, uh, she just caps him in the stomach a few times. But they gets her ass beat for a little bit. Uh, all the while, Nancy, we found out she's a deadite as well. She takes on Ash, and then in comes Pablo and Kelly. Oh, but first, we get the best kill of the episode. Probably the best kill of, this, of the show so far. This little kid who's... I was I was shocked as hell about this. There's a little kid in the bathroom like the whole time when like, Amanda and Ash are fighting, and he decides, you know, when shit starts going crazy, he runs out, and Amanda's boss just like grabs him, 
and chucks him into the ceiling fan. Just like <laughs> impales him on the blades. Do you remember to my fan club? He says. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's like tangled up in the gears of the fan. Or oh some my shit. god! And then uh, uh, Ash, uh, he's uh, starting to get a little. He's starting to get his ass kicked until Amanda, or until Kelly and Pablo show up, and they just happen to have the chainsaw and the shotgun. We get another one of those cool moments where they chuck the chainsaw and he just cracks the hand off, sticks it out, and immediately locks in the chainsaw. Uh, Kelly throws a shotgun. He grabs that, and he's just standing there like a badass, like. Ash is just the coolest motherfucker. Like, yeah. Well, you never seen a guy with a chainsaw yeah, for hand before? <laughs> and he just takes care of business. He fucking chops uh, uh, Amanda's boss in uh, half or you know, slices his gut open, blows his head off. Uh, we get one of those like circus tricks where like the boss's head's blown off and Ash comes up behind him with the perspective. Looks like it's Ash's head on his body. Kelly decides to take on Nancy and just ha- releases that revenge uh, uh, anger on her. Because we find out also in the um, the trailer earlier on that uh, uh, Kelly's kind of like consumed with vengeance. Like she wants she wants the Necronomicon around because she enjoys killing deadites out of vengeance. Basically, I mean, she denies it, but yeah, I yeah, mean, pretty much. She's just out for revenge, and it's like her way of like uh, I guess exercising vengeance is just to kill deadites over and over and over. So she just has her way with uh, Nancy. Like oh, and the meat slicer, a meat slicer, and, the, and the a tenderizer, mallet, yeah, just beats the shit out of that Nancy, like obliterates her, and like Ash looks over at Pablo and says she needed this, <laughs> she needed this. So the the massacre of Western of uh, Western Moose seems to be done, but in the midst of all this, Lim escaped out the back door when shit started going wild. He got out of there. He was smart enough to know like not to stick around, and uh, he's on his way back through the creepy woods. Calls his militia, tells him like. You know, they need to arm yeah, yeah, up. You're not going to believe this shit. I'm going to believe this shit. It's time to arm up. It's end of the world because I assume it's like a doomsday militia kind of thing. And the evil is in pursuit and gets him for what we see. Evil gets him. And uh, as Ash and Pablo and Kelly are leaving the Western Moose, we see Amanda, you know, finally realize that Ash is not the bad guy. About time. About time. But she, it's just crazy. She just no sells everything that happened at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> like the hand. Uh, Ruby getting uh, killed, the skeleton thing. She like just no sells all of it, and uh, but she reluct- She decides that she's gonna pair up with Ash. I think maybe she was consumed by revenge too. Yeah, true. And she sees that her revenge was misplaced, so she decides she's going to join the gang, the Ghost Beaters. The Ghost Beaters now, uh, now a quintet, or was that quintet or is that five? I think. Hell, if I know, there's four of them. <laughs> So they decide they're a quartet. Quartet. It's a quartet. <laughs> Quintet's five. A quartet. So the Ghostbusters are going to go and they're going to go to the cabin and they're going to fight deadites. But first, there's some place they got to stop. Yeah. They need some uh, supplies. We can tell. They got to gas up the chainsaw. Yes. So that was it. That was the killer of killers. Probably one of my favorite episodes so far. Yep. Yeah. After El Jefe. I'll say El Jefe, the first episode, that's my favorite one. This right here is second. Because this is a badass episode. It's, it's a great episode. A lot of... A lot of shit packed in that point. Yeah. This is the second episode where they've like just crammed and shit in. And there's not any dead space. Like Most of everything happens in like one location, too. Yeah. Let's talk more about that in the uh, quality of Campbell's segment. But first, let's talk about Patreon. 
You can join our group each year now for only $3, which includes monthly bonus episodes, early access to all Cult Talk Net podcasts, full-length audio watch-alongs, and access to our private Cult Talk Net Facebook community. Or you can join our certified groovy tier, now only $5 a month, which includes an additional certified groovy bonus episode, early recorded beta test podcast episodes on non-Campbell movies, that is patreon.com slash cult talk net. For our groovy tier in the month of July, the bonus episode that you get to enjoy is Cult Talks Gone Wild. The bonus episode where you get to know the cultists like never before, where we completely uncensor ourselves as we talk about whatever the fuck comes out of our mouths, be it movies, culture, ideas, and so much more. You get all this for only $3 a month. And for the month of July, under the $5 certified movie tier, you will get to hear as we discuss the 1995 would-be blockbuster, Congo, starring Tim Curry, Ernie Hudson, and of course, the one, the only, Bruce Campbell. All this for only $5 under the certified movie tier. And now, back to the show. Yo, sea bitch. Let's go. 23 minutes. And there is just so uh, like I, I know we miss stuff. Yes, definitely. Because there's just so much packed into this that it's it's crazy. That that's one of the things I'm really noticing about this show. You know, this is my third time watching the this season through, and I'm really noticing this time the amount of uh, content they they squeeze in the 23 minutes. There's not any like dead space. There's not even like it's, you know we had the Brujo, which I feel like was kind of a a filler episode, but even that episode there was so much jammed into it. Oh, yeah, there towards the end, there was just a, a lot. It was like dumping it down your throat, getting you ready for the next episode. Yeah, and this episode right here, there was just a ton of stuff. Like, it opens up in a big way with Ruby getting uh, obliterated or, you know, you know, taken away or whatever. Right, and dude. then it goes right into this big sequence at the Western Moose with right. just gore and deadites. and Pancake cutting. Pancake cutting. <laughs> and, we're get, and we just keep seeing the progression of these characters. You know, even uh, Pablo gets a pretty badass moment in this where he, like, just takes a gun and, like, slides. He kind of chokes a little bit, but yeah. Chokes, yeah, but he gets it. Like, he, misses, he misses the headshot there at the end. Yep. At the end of his slide. But he's he's just being a badass. He's he's developing. Yeah. Uh, we're getting to see that revenge kind of uh, taking over Kelly. Uh, Amanda's finally having a change of heart, seeing things the way they are. There's a lot in this. So I think out of this, I'm going to give this episode... A solid i'm gonna give it a five out of five fans oh yeah yeah five out of five fans five out of five fans that's good, good. The, i love this episode this is one of my I, favorite episodes i really enjoyed it too like you said a lot of information a lot of action a lot of great awesome a lot of development uh the, the you know we see getting something gets set up for later episodes with Lim and the militia and i see where they're going to go like it's a whole thing great episode what about you yeah i'm gonna give it a five out of five tennis rackets Five out of five tennis rackets. There we go. So this is a solid five out of five from both of us. It's like this is a great episode. This is yeah. This I love this episode. Like I said, El Jefe and then Killer of Killers for me. Like that's that's how I would rate these episodes because this is just a blast. I'm glad I got to review this episode. But uh, you know, I think that's that's all we can really say about Killer of Killers. I know we didn't do it justice because there's so much in this this episode. Definitely. Yeah. Like you've got to watch this episode. Like this is one of the like prime episodes of season one. You know, that being said, I want to hear what you guys think of The Killer of Killers. I want to see what you guys rate it out of five. You can let us know on our YouTube and our Instagram at Cult Talk Net across both. And go over and check out our Patreon at Cult Talk Net where you'll find some bonus episodes. 
some early beta episodes. And I know Ursa's favorite thing, the watch-alongs. Yeah, the watch-alongs. You guys will really love the watch-alongs. If you like, if you like the idea of hanging out with friends and just ripping on shit, you'll love, you'll love the watch-alongs. Yeah, that's what we do. We just watch a movie, uh, you know, whatever we review, anything we review on here, the, even Ash vs. Evil Dead, uh, all the films that we've done. We do a watch long for all those where we just grab a microphone and we uh, just sit there and watch the movie. But And you guys can do that with us. You can just turn on the movie, sync it up, and you can watch the movie with Colt Campbell. So uh, do that over on our Patreon at Cult Talk Net. We love to have you guys over there so we can interact and uh, grow our community a little more. But until next time, I think it's time to just let everyone know, stay groovy. Yeah, stay groovy, guys. Hail to the king, baby. <laughs> That's it? That's the best you got? Yeah. Oh, that sucks.